Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Football might be over, but basketball is in full swing, both college and pro. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, Find out where the next head coach is going to be fired. Bet online is the number one spot for all your sporting needs. Head on over to the website, use your mobile devices, sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV to get started. And it's not just about basketball. Bet online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC eyes right to the Olympic coverage that just finished. It is the best in the business. From sports right down to your own favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is number one in waging destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Welcome back. Welcome back to An Athlete's Journey. I am your host, Travis Reed. Uh, today we have a special, special guest, a person I grew up playing against since I was about 12, 13 years old, whatever it is. It's been forever. He, we used <laughs> to play at the vintage uh, Victoria Park against each other, you know what I'm saying? All the way through high school, all the way through college. Uh, he's a great, great friend of mine. You know, like I said, we grew up since about 12. Um, and like I said, his dad, I, you know, I knew his dad, you know, uh, was like a personal, like gave me guidance at college, you know? <laughs> so really good dude. Like I said, uh, Mike McDonald, AKA the guy who stole my high school championship my senior year. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, Travis. I appreciate it. The, uh, yeah, we go way back to those Victoria Park days. So <laughs> I always appreciate that. <laughs> no, I always thought Mike was one of the best guards and probably, and this is in my opinion, the best California high school class ever. Uh, I mean, to be honest, like think about just the guards. We're just talking about just the guards with him, uh, Kevin Augustine, Kevin Bradley, Kenny Bruner, Baron Davis. You know, I mean, those are just like the top right there. Just think about all those guys that just came from the 97 class, you know? Yeah, 97 was was rough, man. Uh, <laughs> You know, when you think about those guys and playing them every weekend at AAU, I mean, it just gets you better. But it's yeah, all those guys are doing well. And I don't know, you know, Travis, you probably have your probably rank of those. So I'd be curious to hear your your rank of those, of those top of those top five right there. I, would, I mean, I, I would say out of the five, you figure like Bear would have to be Uno. 
Uh, I thought that, uh, you know, Kenny was obviously great in his own right. Uh, but I thought Bean was over underrated, you know. Kevin Bradley yeah. was really underrated as a guard. I think, like, you know, Kenny and Barron got, if you want to say, quote, unquote, most of the publicity. But I always thought Kenny, you know, and yourself uh, was really, really good. I thought, you know, Augustine was probably at the, you know, the, I mean, he was still good. Yeah. Out of those five, I would put Augustine at the – and no no offense, Kevin, you're still my bro. Um, you know, yeah. And, Kevin, you, you're my bro too, man. But uh, we all know Modern Day was bringing their own refs to tournaments. <laughs> we can talk yeah. about later. Yeah, we, yeah, pretty we much. Cheat, man. Cheated <laughs> us in the in the in the second round of the state championship when we played them up there. Yeah, oh, you know. So they ended my high school career. Mad at them too. Mad at yeah. y'all for the CIF, but mad at them too. <laughs> I, I agree with you, man. I mean, obviously, BD, you know, is who he is. Kenny, who I still talk to all the time, he's over in Australia right now doing some great stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, Bean is, he's always underrated, you know, in, in the rankings, how people looked at his game. I mean, the, the true people in LA always know, you know, Bean was legit. So, no, yeah. So I say, you guys were all in that A group, you know, all in that, you know, that top echelon of guards uh, from 97, you know, like, and uh, I, I'm not even, you know, obviously Jeff is being a, and that's just point guards. I'm not even talking about, you know, like two guards, like Jeff Chapangay, yep. Billy, Billy Knight, and so on and so forth, you know. So, yeah. Um, that class, big, like I said, big dudes. You big dudes. Big dudes. Yeah. I was Jason Bur- and Aaron. Burgess, Chenoweth, you, Lakey, Jamal Mosley. <laughs> and it can keep going, you know. Keeps I going. Was, you know, like I said, it was. And Jason and Jerry Collins, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, shoot, it just, it can go, 97 is stupid as far as, like, talent. I mean, you know, you got Shea in there. Like I said, Jeff, people forget Jeff Chapangi was 97. You yeah. know, he, he played in the NBA and overseas, and, you know, like, 97 was insane, like I said. Insane. You know, even even I put Leland in there, you know? Yep. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, rest I, in peace. 90, yeah, rest in peace, Leland, like, Ninety seven was stupid. Like I said, it was <laughs> every game you was going against somebody, you know. Yeah. In Victoria Park in that in that league, um, there was a dude from that went to Narbonne. I can't think of his name. Larry was it Larry? Larry Singleton. Yes, you know, he was on my team. Yes, Victoria yes. Park at Flaming Jam. He was dunking in the sixth grade. Yeah, dude. I was like, who is this man you guys got? He ain't, yeah, he ain't twelve years old. Like that. like Duncan Duncan. No, like he was like. Boom, like coming like, yeah. I was like, who the hell is this guy? You know, it was two guys I remember that was like really, really dunking. Yeah. It was him and Shay. Yeah. You know, that was in our like in our group, you know. You for, you forgot about the dude with the Jerry Curl who was playing for ARC. Oh, Ron? Yeah. Ron. Ron, yeah, Ron, was, Ron. Too. Ron was like that James Worthy. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Ah, ah, ah. You know, Jason and Jerry were like. 6'10", Duncan, you know, like 6'10", right. and uh, it's easy, you know what I'm saying? But, like, obviously, I got mad love for Jason and Jerry. But anyway, let's get into it, Mike, man. Um, how did your basketball journey start? Yeah, at a young age. I mean, my, uh, as you said, you know, my, my pops played played basketball for a long time growing up, played for Long Beach State, you know, numbers in the rafters now, retired there, which is great. Uh, played for the Celtics for a few years, won an NBA title there in 76. Mm-hmm. Was part of that famous 
you know, the triple overtime game against the Phoenix Suns and then played overseas for a long time. So I grew up in the Philippines when he was still playing there. And so I was around basketball from, you know, age of three until on. And yeah, so, you know, we moved back to the States. He gets a grad assistant job at Long Beach State as one of their assistant coaches. And then from there, I was always in the gym, you know, sitting down, watching practice, trying to shoot around on the sidelines, getting yelled at for balls rolling out on the court during practices, you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, I was into all kinds of sports growing up, but, you know, basketball was truly my first love at that point. And then, you know, just kind of progressed from there. Okay. Did you uh, play, were you interested in any other sports? I played baseball growing up. So for a long time, baseball is my favorite sport. And, you know, up until I think it was my sophomore year of high school. So I played uh, varsity baseball my freshman year. And then going into my sophomore year, I kept missing that tournament. And uh, where was it? There was like a winter, a tournament in Vegas in April. And I kept missing it because of baseball. And finally, I was like, look, I'm not having as much fun playing baseball. I'm just going to put all my energy into into basketball. But that wasn't until I was 14, 15. You know, before that, I was, yeah, I was playing hoops. I was playing baseball. I was playing, um, played soccer growing up for a long time. Mm -hmm. I was just played golf for a long time. I was trying to be like Tiger Woods before, (laughs) (laughs) you know, so like I was into all kinds of stuff. I was just, just like running around. No, I remember the April, the April Vegas tournament, like everybody was there and like you got to see not only your group, but you got to see the older, older yeah. people, which was like sweet, you know? So, yeah. 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 So yeah, I the, that. the first Vegas tournament I went to is the one where uh, <clears throat> Steven Jackson came in with the shoes untied late to the game, dunked on some dude with the shoes untied. He was wearing Chuck Taylors. And I just remember looking at him like, who is this dude? <laughs> Right. Like this is this is something different. No, um, no, yeah, no, definitely. It was, I mean, I remember uh I think uh when was it? Because like I was we 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 would play, we play Baron in 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 you know the championship. We beat K Swiss in the finals my seventh grade year, eighth grade year, we lost to a team from Oakland in the championship. Okay. Yeah, and then like my ninth grade year, I just went up there, I didn't play with anybody. But like we, I saw like Mike Bibby and just like, you know, just averaging like 30 or 40. <laughs> I was just like, damn, you know, like this is insane. And then obviously the, the big year was when Kevin Garnett yep. came out there with Paul Pierce. Yeah. And they played Jelani McCoy's team. Yeah. Shea, Shea was out there. And like it was like that's when I the, the picture of Street and Smith had Kevin Garnett like this bar by the rim blocking Jelani's like hook shot. Right. I'm just like, this, this is the new time I'm going pro. Oh my God. <laughs> He's well, ready. For the videos, right? So right? like you could yeah. have YouTube and all that stuff. And it was just word of mouth. Yeah. yeah. Lonnie at that point was just banging on everybody. Mm-hmm. So to see anyone come into that gym who could kind of hang with him. I mean, for me, that was, you know, mind blowing. And yep. then you had like illusion playing point with Kenny yeah, and, Aaron, yeah. and it was like, Star-studded group. It was, it was insane. It was probably the most craziest, like, Vegas game I've ever seen. You know? Yeah. But those are the games, too. Like, growing up, you see those, and you kind of reassess and look at yourself and think, hey, I need to go practice. <laughs> like, like, I think I think I'm really good. And then I just saw some dude do something I've never seen before. So I yeah. 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 I, I mean, that's how I think we all felt with Shea. Because I'm like, this dude can't be in the same grade as us. Yeah. Like, when, I, when I first played against Shea, it was at the Vintage – uh, Victoria Park. Yep. Uh, he was, 
I was 11 playing with my dad's boys and girls club team. And he was on PTI. Yeah. It was like their national champs. I'm like, what do you mean national champs? <laughs> I'm used to playing around the city. It's like, no, dude, they're the best team in the country. I'm like, yeah, right. You know, not believing it. Right. Shay gets a steal. He comes down like we're 11. He comes down left hand. Boom. Yeah. Did we just, did he, did he just dunk it? I'm going to take you back farther than that. Okay. So my first AAU team I played on was with Joe Perry in the Cerritos Panthers. Okay. Okay. So that team was me, Kenny Bruner, Shea was on that team, and Jason Hart played on the older team. And I'll, and I'll never forget when all of a sudden, like, we won some tur- – I mean, we weren't going to lose any tournaments, right? And Kenny, <laughs> and I, Kenny and I still laugh about this. So we played some tournament in Santa Barbara the very next week. Kenny, Shay, Jay Hart were all at PTI. And that's what, and that's when everyone was getting Nikes and every, you know everything else and people were dishing out some other stuff. And of course, of course. I think yeah. I think I felt like every at one point everybody played with PTI. You know, yeah. at one point. Just because like they had the Nikes. I was getting shoes from them, but I didn't I never played for them. I just asked. <laughs> I was just like, can I get those 94 Barclays? Yeah, I remember that. I was on. I was there, right? Yep. Pat Baird. Pat yep. Baird. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Well, obviously, we're going into the AAU. So when did you move to uh, Slammy Jam? You know? Yeah, so um, I think it was around my seventh grade year, sixth, seventh grade year. I played with that, uh, with Joe Perry's team for a long time. And then we just kind of started to disband a bit. And then I started looking, trying to figure out, hey, what's what's the next move? in terms of AAU. And at that point, you know, you had K Swiss and Thad and those guys were doing great stuff. You had PTI, you had ARC and, you know, the twins and they had their whole team. And, you know, we met Izzy and just kind of really hit it off with Izzy, Izzy Washington. My parents hit it off. And, you know, I knew that at least my parents knew that, Hey, this guy was going to look out for me, whether it was basketball off the court, those types of things. And, you know, so we said, hey, let's give it a go. And, you know, at that point, Slam and Jam as well was like the biggest name in AU. They were throwing that gigantic tournament. It was a national group. So it was just a great experience for me to play with Izzy and like be part of his life. That was just, it was really cool. No, no, definitely, man. Like I felt like in, in everybody, this is when I met this guy. Uh, seventh grade, I think he was playing with Slam and Jam. You know, him and Kenny Bruner, we played them at Victoria Park. I was yeah. at ARC and they beat us. I remember that. Yeah. The dude, your teammate Larry, had a breakaway and <laughs> burst, reverse dunked it. He had hair on his chest in the seventh grade. I'm like, this dude is not in the seventh grade. He has hair on his chest. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm I saw him drive up to the game, you know, like, but, <laughs> but uh, I was like, okay. So seven, they serious. They had the, you know, you ties. Uh, it was the backcourt and backcourt, you know, Baron and uh, Bean was Case yep. West, and you and Kenny were a slammer jam. I remember that. Yeah. Um, like I said, with ARC, we were just bigger than everybody. It was like me, Jason, and Jaren. Yep. Was like running that flex offense. It <laughs> was like OG. OG. <laughs> you, guys had, you guys had two plays and played zone. <laughs> yeah. Like there the seventh grade. There was no like Jason ain't, ain't getting out no point. <laughs> Jason gonna keep his ass, keep his butt in that paint. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And Coach Ron Quarterman, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It was like, oh no, we we Jason and Jaren, paint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jaren obviously a little bit more all around, but 
But Jason and Jim, we're going to dominate you. Slow you guys, slam a jam, pressing butt down. Right. Slow a case switch down. We'll just punish you. Just dump. Oh, that's, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, so I played for them for a long time. And then the, the last team I played for was Pump and Run. Yeah. So, you know, when uh, the pump started trying to make a move, doing some of those things on the AAU side, mm-hmm. you know, had some good conversations with them, like, you know, and even to this day, I still talk to those, those two guys and they're just been amazing to me and my family and, you know, join their team. So our, our first team at pump and run was me, Billy Knight, Jamal Mosley, who, you know, is now the coach of Orlando magic um, and then we had a bunch of other dudes who just kind of come around and play Brandon Beeson, who was, went to Woodbridge with Burgess and ended up playing at San Luis Obispo. So we had, a, we had a squad and it was, you know, it was great playing with those guys and, you know, be part of that pump family. Okay. So what made you, uh, go to Long Beach Poly, you know? Yeah, I was going to get into that. You know, obviously, uh, the question should be, what? Why don't you want to go to Long Beach? <laughs> right, right. I right. mean, it's the home of scholars and champions, right? <laughs> you just the Super Bowl. It was all over. Everything was all, all over Long Beach Poly at the Super Bowl. You got Billy Jean King. You got Snoop. You got the foot. You know, it was. Um, I mean, for me personally, so there's two high schools in Long Beach that are great: Milliken and Wilson, that are close to my house. Mm-hmm. Um, Polly, we thought would give me the best of what I needed for school stuff for academics. They have some great academic programs to like really accelerate on that side, which is really important to me has always been. And then also on the athletic side, there wasn't a better basketball team in, in Long Beach. I mean, I know Eric White, Mike Tease would, would, would think differently at Wilson, but you know, just the tradition that we had at Poly and, and still have to this day, you know, was kind of hard to beat for where I lived. So, and I wanted, and I wasn't going to go to a private school. So it was, you know, I wanted to go to a, a big public high school and we had 4,000 kids and, you know, that experience to me was, you know, unbelievable. No, no, definitely, man. I, look, I, I figured you end up a modern day with how they recruited, you know, everybody, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but no, no, Long Beach, Long Beach Poly was, is, always has, and, you know, always been a powerhouse. As far as yeah. you know, football and basketball. So, like, yeah. definitely, man. I, I give you so much, uh, you know, props on that. Like I said, um, there's history there too. I mean, my mom went to Long Beach Poly. Oh, she she did? lived, yeah, she lived around the corner from the school. Oh, so, see? so yeah. So there wasn't a there wasn't going to be an option in Long Beach if that was the if there was a place to go. Okay, so yeah, Long Beach Poly. Um, what was like uh, your most memorable moment in high school besides uh, that CIF championship? The dunk I got against A.B. <laughs> Miller at the Tribeca Hills tournament. I remember I that dunk. No. I don't know who else was. My, my coach has the tape of that game. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, that. Most, most memorable moment. I tell you what, man, I think, uh, you know, my freshman year, that team, it was all older people. I mean, I was the only freshman on that team. Leland got called up for the playoffs. And just the way that those guys really took me in and just was like, hey, we need to help you develop. And it was like Larry McCants, right? So, like, I'd work out with Larry after practice. And for those that don't know Larry, I mean, he's an amazing ball handler, right? So, like, he's got handles galore. And everyone in Long Beach knows Larry. And, and he he was on that team. So, I work out with Larry afterwards, you know, James Brown was a great shooter. He would, he would kind of push me to shoot a ton. Um, you know, Zarek Williams, I mean, like Brian Hagens is on there called him big B. I mean, the, the team was unbelievable. And they just kind of took me in and said, Hey, 
you know, you're going to be part of this. And Chris Hardy, like all those guys were like, this is kind of what we stand for. We're all together. Like, let's just go out and play hard. So, yeah, I mean, that kind of set the tone, I think, for everyone in high school for those next four years was like being on that team, kind of understanding how those guys operated. No, no. I think they, I remember that team because I think we played Long Beach probably in the state when I was at Crenshaw. And we yeah, yeah. Yeah, thanks for yeah, thanks for bringing that. <laughs> thanks for bringing that piece up. Yeah, yeah. Neither you were there, you know. And like I, I said, I was there. But that yeah. team, I mean, you talk about team high school teams. <laughs> I mean, that print that Crenshaw team was no joke. I mean, you had who Tremaine was on that team, you had Tank on the team, you were on the team, Bean was on the team. You had those two shooters on the wings. I can't remember their name. Uh Reggie McFair and Reggie Arch. Yeah, 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 dudes could shoot it. I mean, that was like a Chris was on that team. Johnson. I mean, that was like a no, know, college team. Chris bouncing balls off people's heads and yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, where were we? Florida, the Fort Myers tournament. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Chris, Chris is like I would say for me, he was just like my crazy older brother. Like yeah, he was my crazy older brother. Then he was my crazy older brother at UCLA. You know what I'm saying? Um, he was yeah, he would go from one to a thousand real fast. Yeah, um, yeah, but, that, was a good, know, that was a good team. No, no, I would say this is just me. Like I said, I, I might be biased, but I thought that was one of the greatest, if not the greatest California team in history. Yeah, uh, no, I'm with you. I, I would love to say Polly's team was, but, you know, that team was stacked top to bottom. I mean, no, you, got, no, yeah. you guys were playing 10 people, and I think all 10 of those people got high-level D1 scholarships. Yeah, no, like they they definitely did. Like if it wasn't for, like, school and, like, yeah, yeah. stuff. And they yeah. would have been, they would have been D1 people, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so, you, so you're, you're obviously one of the top players in the state. You win, you win the CAF championship. I don't know if I want to go into the game. I, I, I just, <laughs> just want to say, I felt like we had a chance because the first game y'all beat us and I was like, okay, in the tournament, we didn't have our second best player. Fine. Right. Right. But in the CIF, you know, CIF championship, we had just beat Long Beach Jordan, the defending champs in our house. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, yeah, we about a rematch with Polly. We got our second-best player back, Dwayne Gaines. We about to upset the world. <laughs> and then, you know, Mike comes down, do what he do, little dribble three. And, you know, y'all have uh, McIntyre, who was killing us. Yep. Ricky Anderson. Ricky you know, Anderson went to yeah. Arizona. Yeah, yeah I mean, Arizona. just an easy 20-point victory for a title. You know, <laughs> no, no big deal. <laughs> Yeah, it was about 16. It wasn't 20. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, so you have, you know, a lot of, like, scholarships and, like, offers from schools. Yeah. Um, one, you should have went to Long Beach State. You should have just followed your dad's tradition, and then we could have played together there. So That's true. That, I could have put that out there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, what, what made you choose Stanford? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, first, it's crazy that I live in Boston now because – you know, like BC was offering me, Virginia, some of these schools on the East Coast. And I was like, no, nah, man, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. freezing out there. It's so cool. Um, you know, it, the, the crazy, the, the true story behind it is so, you know, I, I limited my schools at the end. So I, I committed early. So, you know, back then people were waiting until like midway through their senior years to commit. I was, you know, July 1st, they can start calling you, offering you whatever. Um you know, I committed in August of that year. I was like, this is great, but let's get this over with. And, you know, my final five were mostly Pac-10 schools. I think Utah at the time wasn't in the Pac-10, but 
I kind of was mostly staying on the, on the West coast, except uh, Texas. I looked at Texas hard because they were, you know, running up and down and just whatever they do. And I had a conversation with the coach at Utah at the time. It was Majerus and this guy, and Donnie Daniels. Yeah, Donnie yeah, Daniels yeah. was at, um, you, I, I think, is he still Cal in Gonzaga? He might be at Gonzaga. He was at Cal State Fullerton after. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So so he's been around for a long time and I had a conversation with him because I was really looking at Utah too because they had, had, you know, Andre Miller was still there and he was going to be out for two years. And he told me, he said, look, you need to go to a school where if you get hurt, you're still going to be happy going to that school. So he says this to me, and it, it was truly the first coach that had had that conversation with me, like, hey, look, if you get injured or something goes wrong, like, are you happy at this school? And I thought, well, Utah – and I said to him on the spot, I was like, well, I'm not going to come to Utah then. <laughs> and, like, no offense against Utah because, like, at the time, like now I snowboard and do all this other stuff where I'm thinking like it snows there all the time. I don't want to be there. Yeah. So that's like how I'm going into it as a 17 year old kid. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know, the things that always been really important to me were academics, athletics, like what's the best school where I can mesh those two right. out of these five schools that I'm trying to figure out. And then it became crystal clear as, you know, just kind of looking through those, it was like, I got, I'm going to Stanford. Um, so, you know, we decided, I decided, told my parent, so he tells me, actually, this is another crazy story. So I don't even tell my parents, like, this is the decision. I go down to San Diego for a weekend. I'm staying at Luke's house, Walton's house, mm-hmm. hanging out, playing hoops. Cause you know, we had played AU for a little bit. So we became friends and have some crazy conversation with Bill. You know, he's talking about Stanford, all this stuff. And <laughs> I remember calling my parents and being like, Hey, I think I'm I'm ready to commit. Like it's Stanford. That's, that's where I need to go. And so I called them that day and told them, and um, you know, that's, that's truly the best decision I've ever made. It's um, you know, you can't go wrong at that school just, you know, from, from me going there. So they've been the two sweet, two sweet 16s before I got there. Um, you know, the UCLA dinner happens. So the, the twins can't go to UCLA anymore. <laughs> I start calling them like, Hey, I know, I know you're looking at Stanford. It was Stanford and Arizona for them. I'm like, I know you're looking at Stanford. So finally get them to come to Stanford. I, I, I say I get them to come, but obviously that was a different deal. <laughs> you know, we, had some, we had great success there. And, um, you know, we had three Pac-10 titles in a row, which, which won't probably happen for a long time. You know, we went to a Final Four, should have gone to another one. Um, and like on the academic side there, you can't beat the connections that you make and just the stuff that you learn at that school. I mean, you're walking into a place where, you know, yeah, you're number one in the country, but the person who lives down the hall from you has like won two Olympic gold medals. So, you know, you're not, you're not really a big deal anymore. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, it like puts, it puts like life into perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Where you think you're doing something really cool, but the person next to you is either starting a gigantic company or they're doing something else that no one else in the world is doing. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it's a special place. No, no, definitely. I mean, I've heard obviously a lot of stories about them. Um, did you like run into anybody who became like, like a tech person or did anything like, you know, at Stanford that he was like, Oh my God, you get the Stanford women. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's a long list, you know, the, the, I think the craziest thing, that happened. I mean, so like, obviously my class was 97, that's Chelsea's class and you know, that whole 
thing and you know she's great and you know but the craziest thing that i think that i learned is that one of the guys i knew in college like has people and when i say has people he like goes back to his country and has people who do oh. everything for him oh wow okay. right like no idea he's just like unassuming like dude you know in college and then all of a sudden you start seeing these posts like once the internet kind of blows up and Instagram and all this stuff, you're reconnecting with people you haven't talked to for a long time and realize like he's leading people and like <laughs> lives in like a palace and like does all this stuff. And you're just like okay. mind blown from it. Oh, right? Yeah, like, no, definitely. I remember when we played y'all at UCLA, Chelsea was like in the, in the y'all locker room, like waiting, like in the back. I'm like, cause it was like all these dudes like kind of blocking off. And right. It was like, oh, that's that's Chelsea Clinton. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's proper. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's just you know, there's some people there that do amazing stuff, and mm -hmm. again, man, that list is so long that you know you can't even can't even get into it. No, no, I agree. So, what's the hard like the hardest thing uh, from high school to college? Yeah, for like sports. Uh, I would, you know, I think both sports. And yeah. Life. I mean, I think that one of the time management, like when you're looking at taking classes. So, I mean, every, you know, whatever college you go to, right. Like it, it's a whole different level. Like in high school, you got all your stuff set up. You're, you're in one place the whole time. That's all you need to be. But if you're going to play sports in college, right. So like you have class in the morning, if you got to go to the training room, you got to go to the training room at some point, you got three hour practice. You got to try to eat after practice. You got to try to keep up and do all the other schoolwork. So like the time management side of it. But then when you look at like the sports part, man, I never knew how strong people could be until like you got to college, like though you like you are playing against men and, you know, like the weight programs and all that stuff. I mean, they transform your body to, to handle all that. But for mm -hmm. me, it wasn't the speed part because you know I was. I tell my kids I used to be fast, so like, I, <laughs> like that was okay. It was more like just the strength part and like yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to get to where you need to go and getting bumped off spots and some of that type of stuff. No, no, I, I remember when I was at UCLA. I you know I thought it was pretty strong, so I went against Jared Henderson, and he was just demolishing me. You know, <laughs> in practice, I'm like. Is everybody like him? And then I realized he was special, but like, I was like, dude. Right. I, I, it's, this is another, he's another level of strength, you know? Yep. Yeah. I like, I, you know, I couldn't even, like, I would try to back him down. Like, he would just, ugh. Right. No, no freshman, you're not going anywhere. And like, yeah, it's a, it's a different deal. It's a different uh, level of strength. Yeah. The other thing is that we had a couple guys on our team. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats in your face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next gen to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use the Nord VPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With 
NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you'll never have to worry about slow connection either. It plans to start under $4 a month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash B-L-E-A-V or use the code B-L-E-A-V that is BELIEVE to get 70% off your NordVPN plus additional month for free. It's no risk because it's the money back guarantee. Tons of people take multivitamins but it's important to choose the one that has top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, and probiotics to start your day. This special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly, it fits a wide range of diets. It's only one gram of sugar, no chemicals, artificial, artificial anything. You came your health and aim your immune system with daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash B-L-E-A-V. That's B-L-E-A-V again. And that's athleticgreens.com slash B-L-E-A-V. That, like, my first pickup game, they were like, hey, have my guard Mark Thompson. This dude, Mark Thompson, he was a legend at Palo Alto High School, mm-hmm. right? Decided to go to Stanford. I know nothing about Mark Thompson, except that he's a he's like a walk-on, basically. Mm-hmm. Little did I know Mark Thompson's got range to like 30 feet. Back in, <laughs> dude, he hit like five threes in my face. And I was thinking, I'm never going to play. Like, if this is the dude who doesn't play at all, like, I'm never going to play. Right, right, right. I'll never, I'll never forget it. <laughs> okay, no, I, I got you. No, I, I remember it. I, like the funny thing is, still, you guys are always known for like physicality and shooting. You know, that's yeah. always like Stanford's calling card. Big, Tim, was it Tim? Tim Young. Tim Young and Mark Manson and Jason Jaron and just yeah. Mark physical. Seaton. Yeah, yeah six, just, eleven dudes. Yeah, yeah, just big dudes and you guys shooting from the outside threes. I just remember that. Yeah. All right. All right. So. I guess my other question would be like, um, what was the greatest? Because uh, I, I remember you guys like number one and number two in the country when we played y'all Long Beach State. Yep. Um, you know, that was like the most packed I had seen Long Beach State. Like it was like standing room only because you guys was big, you know, number three in the country. Um, yeah. What was the uh, most, your biggest triumph in college and then like maybe your biggest failure? Yeah. Um, I think. <sighs> I mean, it sounds crazy, but we, um, you know, the final four are obviously unbelievable, right? Like the fact that you can play in the tournament is unbelievable. Like sitting back as a 43 year old being like, yeah, we went to four NCAA tournaments. That's an amazing accomplishment, amazing thing. And get all these experience, but I'll tell you, man, my, my favorite win that we ever had was at Arizona my senior year. 
So we had never beaten them there. We had lost at the buzzer once and got blown out twice. And we beat them at home, but we hadn't beaten anyone in McHale. So I have some family history at U of A. My like great, great, great grandfather was the first black um, athlete at U of A. And they oh, run wow. a story on it that morning in the paper. Mm-hmm. And we hadn't had, again, like little success there. I mean, and this is a team they had Jason Gardner, Gill, Luke, Michael Wright. Like their team is rich. Like, you know, Jefferson, their team is stacked. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we beat them at home. And that was like, I remember in the locker room, we were all just so excited because that we knew like, hey, we just beat them two weeks before we beat Duke. So like we should win the title. Like we should win the national title this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that leads me to my disappointment. So, we, <laughs> so that year, I mean, we go to the tournament, we're number one in the country, the whole thing have like all these big wins. We lost to UCLA at home by a couple. Um, I think Jerron hit a shot at the buzzer or something. And then we lost Arizona at home by two. So we get to um, tournament, like have a couple of games, get to the lead eight. We're playing Maryland, like Juan Dixon. Uh, who else is on that team? Uh, Steve Blake. Terrence, Terrence Morris. Terrence Morris, Todd Gibson. Like the team, like their team was good. And we thought we could win. They were a six seed or whatever seed and, you know, whatever. And, they came out, man, and did not miss a shot. They shot like <laughs> they shot like sixty percent from the field, or something, something crazy. And you know, we battled and battled, but ended up losing. And um, you know, I thought that team could have won the title. And you know, in the final four that year, Duke played Arizona in the championship game, and Duke ended up winning. I've never, I've never watched that game. I didn't watch it. I didn't want to watch it. I was like. That was our shot. And, you know, for, for someone like me who was kind of trying to figure out if they were going to play anymore, I was like, man, we could have gone out as like a champion, but you know, it just wasn't meant to be. So. No, I was, like I said, for me, I respect that. I think, you know, you guys was always really, really, really good. I think your years is like, you want to quote unquote say, I, I would say maybe before like a little bit before you for like a seven year span, Stanford basketball was really legit and yeah. I think in your four years it was really really legit like like number one number two number three in the country like you said final four elite eights we 16s mm-hmm. like you guys were really really talented um yeah. you know like y'all swept us my freshman year and yep. y'all swept us my sophomore year too so yeah <laughs> so yeah well you know it's funny man I was thinking about this and you know as we were setting up to talk I was like those UCLA games were always just battles, right? Like just complete battles. But the the one dude from UCLA I always felt like didn't get enough respect was Earl, right? Yeah. Like he, he, I mean, and, and it showed because he ended up with like a long NBA career coaching. So like all those people respect him, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I just remember freshman year playing against him and I was like, who is this dude? (laughs) Obviously everyone else is getting all these big accolades and all this stuff. But I'm like, who is this dude? And Chris Weems, who on our team was a junior, knew him from growing up and was like, Hey, this, this dude can play. And of course, like I'm stubborn thinking 
no, he can't. Like I know, <laughs> like I know, I know Baron can play, but like yeah. I don't know who this dude is. Yeah. Yeah. So like I always had mad respect for him and going up against him, um, you know, twice a year, and you know we would battle it out. But you know he was um, he was one of those dudes where I was like, yeah, he's he should get more accolades than he than he does. Oh no, definitely. Like I, I remember when I first. I mean, I saw Earl uh, before, like a Nike camp. He was yep. there with us and all that. And they was talking about he was thinking about going to UCLA. He talked to me for a minute, whatever. And I was like, yeah, you know, UCLA, Arizona, Long, you know, Long Beach State, Syracuse, some other schools, whatever. Um, and then, like I, when I first played with them, we played in the Eddie Jones All Star Game, right? Okay. Yeah. And, and uh, like it was obviously everybody. I don't know if you didn't play in that one, did you? No, no. Yeah, yeah. It was, I remember Kevin Augustine played. Uh, it was like me, Baron, not being Baron, me, Billy Earl was the UCLA guys. Yeah. Jeff, Jeff, and uh, Greg Lakey, you know, okay. SC guys. Uh, some guys that went to Georgia, you know, Georgia Tech. Like it was a bunch of guys. Yeah. yeah. I remember in the All Star game, Earl was picking up Kevin Augustine full court. Yeah. And, and Kevin Augustine turned into Magic Johnson because he kept <laughs> spin, spin, like, I was like, he is turning him on, like, a defensive drill in an all-star game. I'm just like, dang, this dude got defense, you know? And that's how he always played like that. He yep. never, ever let up. Like, he, I was like, you can't in an all-star game, Earl? Yeah. He's like, that's how I play. This is how I play. And I was like, man, that is crazy, you know? yeah. Yeah, he uh, he was good, man. Again, one, like you talk about Bean, right? Like one of those dudes who, you know, everyone knows he's good, but when the rankings come out, he's not, you know, in that top 20, top 50. But, I mean, obviously he had a long NBA career. No, 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 definitely, 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 definitely. He was – he, like I said, if you want to say him and Matt had the most – I mean, Barrett has success, but Earl played yep. longer. Right. Uh, and obviously he's coaching. I mean, Matt got a ring, so, you know. Yeah. And and people don't know that Matt was – could have been a gronk if he wanted to. I mean, that <laughs> dude, you know, like they talk about LeBron and playing football, but they don't know that Matt was like the number one – I think he was the number one tight end in the country, like when he ended up at UCLA. And that was a big talk. Like, is he going to play both sports there? People don't know like what kind of athlete that dude was. So no, I, I saw highlights and he was like, "Bro, I I really could have played football." You know? Yeah, and I was like, "I know." And I saw, I was like, "Damn, this dude's nice." Like you know, <laughs> some dudes say that, and I'd be like, "Yeah," but no, he was really nice. Yeah. So, what would be your biggest lesson that you learned in college? Yeah, I would say just don't waste the opportunity. You know, there's um. There's so much afforded to you by being able to go to college, whether you're going to play sports or whether you're not, that it's just an opportunity a lot of people don't have, a lot of people don't get, right, to be able to take, I think, full advantage of the networking opportunities in college. You know, that has, when I got to school, someone told me, they said, look, all those people who sit in the front row there, right, like you go to these dinners and all these things, like all the players or all the students will like huddle in the corner and talk to themselves. They were like, look, you need to meet those people. And whether it's like nothing down the road, but, you know, just like pick their brain, ask them questions, see what they do, learn about the world. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, that was someone who told me that right when I got to school, they said, you know, what you're afforded here is the ability to, to connect, to network, and also just learn about life from a different perspective. And so like, 
I would just say to take advantage of that opportunity as much as you can while you're there. No, I mean, I would say, like, you're 100% right. You know, not even knowing, like, you know, at UCLA, like, everybody's kind of just hung around each other kind of thing in this bubble. Yeah. If I don't know what I know now, I'd have been like, oh, I see y'all. I'm about to meet everybody in this room. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I know. I, I do, because I always think, like, yeah, I met a lot of people, but, man, I would have networked even Way. harder. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean – yeah, like, hey, what are you investing in? Like, I have thirty dollars. Like, can I be part of Google when you guys are in the garage? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, yeah, it's crazy. Like, what oh. you can learn just from having random conversations. Agreed, 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 man. So, yeah. So you have this tremendous college career. Um, you're one of the top guards in the country. Do you go to Chicago to, for the pre-camp? Stuff. I got, I, so I didn't go to Chicago. I got invited to Portsmouth oh, and that okay. was, yeah. So I played in Portsmouth, which was, as you know, like there's Chicago Portsmouth. And so I went to Portsmouth and played and then coming out of Portsmouth, I got an offer to play with the Cavs in their summer league. Mm -hmm. So at the Rocky mountain review in Utah. So I go to that play. I actually have a hilarious story about that trip. So, <laughs> you, you know, like we're in practice and doing all this stuff. So it was me Tyson Wheeler, who went to Rhode Island, yeah, and then, uh, Robert O'Kelly, I think, or Robert Kelly went to Wake Forest. We were the three guards. So we were rotating who would start. And so we go to the games, and I'm like, okay, what games am I starting? And I look, I'm like, okay, bing. I'm like, sweet. We're playing this dude. They have a, they have a rookie point guard. I'm going to tear this dude up, right? Well, I'm looking at him during warm-ups a little bit. He's, like, shooting some, like, weird floaters. I'm like, done. Like, we're going <laughs> to this dude. So game starts, first play, this dude just sprints around me. And I'm like, oh, wow. I was like, that was quick. <laughs> like quicker than I had seen before, right? And I was like, oh, okay. So now I'm thinking I'm just going to like hit him in the throat, do something. He does some like funny, like hesitation, stutter <laughs> step. And it'll make sense when I tell you it is like stutter step, pull up 15 footer in my face. And now I'm like, I don't know what to do. Cause now this dude just hit a jumper in my face. So I can't get too close to him. Cause he's just going to go around me. Right. So I try to navigate it during the game. I end up playing. Okay. He plays great. He has like 20 something, which like, I don't think I gave up 20 that whole year or any point. <laughs> anyway, I call my dad and he's like, Hey, how was the game? And I was like, dad, this dude who I just played would have been a top five pick if he played in the United States. And he's like, wait, what? I'm like, yes. He's like the, the little French dude. I'm like, yes. The 18 year old. It was Tony Parker. <laughs> oh, not even really knowing, right? No, had no clue who this dude was. I just knew he was the last pick of the first round. And I'm thinking like, yeah, whatever. But like, I mean, he was amazing. So I come out of that. It was insane. He was I had no chance. My, my college roommate still makes fun of me about it when I told, when I told him the story. So we, we come out of it and, um, you know, it's like July and I'm trying to figure out getting a couple offers to go overseas, nothing really left in the league. And I get, I get uh, accepted to this graduate school program at Stanford mm -hmm. and it's going to be like tuitions paid for books are paid for. And now I'm kind of like, okay, like that's, that's plan B. Right. Mm -hmm. So a week before classes start, I get, 
I finalized two offers to go overseas and play one's in Germany. And I can't remember where the other one was, but they were going to pay me like, I think 32 grand tuitions, 47. So I'm like, I got to go back to school. Like I'm not gonna be able to afford to go back and like pay this if I can't do it now. So I thought I'll go now, take a year off of hoops, work out, then go play. School year's going great. I get an internship. I'm realizing like, wow, this is, this is what like students do. They have all this free time to actually like do work. And this is like unbelievable. So <laughs> my dad calls me in January. He's like, Hey, are you, uh, have you been working out? And I was like, uh, yeah, but definitely not working out enough to like go play pro sports. <laughs> so right, that was right. the- that was the end of my basketball career. Right like, <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go get a job. I'm not, I'm not ready for this yet. Yeah. yeah I was like, it's time to go get a job. So yeah, man, I mean, I look back at that and, you know, don't have any second regrets, I guess. Um, you know, it was interesting, like knowing I wasn't playing somewhere where I knew I could be playing somewhere for a little bit. Cause like people ask like, Hey, why aren't you playing? Like, what are you doing? You know, you kind of get a side eye sometimes when I was like, Hey, I'm just going to go back to school. You know, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but, but yeah, I mean, I loved, I loved my hoops career. Uh, although short lived outside of uh, high school, it was, uh, yeah, it's just amazing experience. Well, like I said, I felt like, you know, you were one of the, like I said, you were through, through growing up to high school to college, you were one of the top guards I had seen, you know, in every level. And so like, I always wonder, like, you know, I definitely, you definitely could have had a 10 plus 15 year career easy. Yeah. Um, you know, overseas, it could have made a lot of money. And I always wanted to know kind of like, how can we never played? You know, that was one of the questions I definitely had in my head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's um, the, only, the only time I actually thought like, man, maybe I should do this. So I was at, I worked for um, a company for t- about two and a half years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when I got out of school, this venture capital company that was started by Ronnie Lott and I went to go visit my boy who's playing in um, Paris. One was playing in Paris. One was playing in Italy. Mm-hmm. And I went to go visit him for, for like a week apiece. And nice. was, yeah, it was nice. And it was real nice. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would like, we would, we would work out. And at one point um, one of the coaches was like, Hey, do you want to try to play? And I was like, nah, I'm good. But then I thought like, man, these guys have this like really cool experience over here and like they're doing all these things but again like I've seen the other side of it too and for me it just wasn't going to be a fit for what I was trying to do I guess long term or or in, in that moment so no I understand that I think uh, like I said I think one of the reasons I feel like you know you um were ahead of the game in the transition wise as far as like being from an athlete to what you, your transition is now I think a lot of us we're stuck like you know to be honest like I remember I got injured when I was after my sixth or seventh year overseas and I missed the whole season because I had stress fracture in my shin. So uh. I missed the, I missed the whole year and that year, <clears throat> you know, like was consequently was like a year that my son's mom, you know, got pregnant with my mm-hmm. son, you know, things of that nature. And I was like, man, I, I, I want to keep playing. Right. Yeah. I, I, Cause I have no idea what I want to do besides play. You yeah. know, and my dad was like, you know, and my dad obviously joined the military, joined the Air Force. I'm like, 
I don't know about that. Like when I, I actually <laughs> I actually made a phone call to the Air Force, and the first question they asked me is like, "Do you have uh, do you have a problem firing your gun for your country?" Yeah, you know, I'm just like, uh-huh. uh, uh, "Whoa, well, I would. This is <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wasn't. I, yeah, if it's him or me, I guess I wouldn't right. like that. But okay, you know. So, um, uh-huh. yeah, I was like, Dad, I don't know if I'm ready for that yet. Yeah, and so, and so it's hard. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say it's hard, man. Like you said, it's um, I mean, any transition, right? Like you know, like you, like we were saying, you do something for 20 something years of your life. And then all of a sudden one day it's like gone. Mm -hmm. And like, what do you do with that time? And and how do you kind of use it? I mean, I remember, so I'm back at school the Mm -hmm. year after I played. Right. So like that time from three o'clock to six had always been occupied. So I remember the first week I didn't have anything to do from three to six. You were kind of like lost and trying to figure it out. Like, man, like, what am I supposed to be doing? Now? <laughs> right. So you program your school even after college around like, oh, I got this three to five, three to six kind of thing I have to do kind of thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, crazy. yeah. Yeah. No, so, I don't know. No, trust me. It's, 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 yeah, it's a transition. So based on your experience, uh, Mike, what would be your best advice for like, you know, the future Mike McDonald's of the world, you know, as far as like sports, you know, life, what would be your best advice? Yeah. I mean, I try to give advice to my kids and they don't listen at all. So so, yeah, it could just go over everyone's head, but you know, I I would think, um, you know, there's only so many opportunities we get to do so many different things. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think being able to take chances and in doing different things kind of out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. and, you know, tr- just trying new things. I mean, whether it's success, a failure, whether you're going to learn or, or succeed at it, you know, sometimes you just don't know until you go and actually sometimes take a leap. Um, you know, obviously there's constraints with that, right? There's financial constraints and, you know, people have families and trying to provide for them, but, you know, there's always, um, there's always ways to come around to those things, I, I think. But like, I would say if, if you have an opportunity to do something, you know, at least give it a shot and try it. No, it makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I think, uh, you know, if you can, like, like you were saying, like, I know, Everybody has, you know, responsibilities, family, kids, whatever the case is. But if you want to try to pursue a dream, mm-hmm. you know, at least to give it a shot to pursue it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if it doesn't come through for you, at least give it a shot of like, you know, I tried my best. It didn't work out or I tried my best and it worked. Yeah. You know, I, so. saw a, uh, I saw a stat today or something today. I was reading something and it said Morgan Freeman didn't have his first acting role till he was 46. Now think about that. Which is crazy, right? right? He's Samuel Jackson, dude. Like seriously, like they he didn't Samuel Jackson didn't become big till he was like in his forties, right? You know, right. He, was, he was getting killed. Oh wait, off, you know, maybe it was Samuel Jackson. I don't know. No, no, it could have been the uh, coming to America scene. You know what I'm saying? Like, he remember he was in a lot of movies that he would just be in for five minutes and get killed. Right. You know, he was in like he, he was in Goodfellas five minutes, you know, true romance five minutes. Like he was yep. in his movies just you know, not I don't remember him until like coming to America, but I remember him until like Pulp Fiction, really. Yeah. Know? Or no, uh what is it? 
she with that seven of that dang when he was a crackhead. Uh um with uh Wesley Snipes in it. It's gonna it's not New Jack City. No, no, it's uh no, um Dang, I can't even think of it. I can't even think of what it's called, but you know what I'm talking about. Though. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. When he was um, Gator. I don't remember him until he was Gator, you know? Yeah. And you know what, Trav? I think the other thing, man, is, um, you know, you got to, you know, you got to look into your network and, like, keep that expanding. Yes. Right? Yeah. Like, I, I always, I, I truly always believe, like, the people, I mean, I've known you for 30 years, mm-hmm. Right. So I always think like the people who, you know, you know, as long as you're authentic with them, you know, they will do whatever you want long-term. Like they call you for help. Haven't talked to you for a long time. Yes. Like, let's catch up. Let's talk. Like we, you know, when you talk to those people, like you haven't missed a beat. So, you know, I always believe like your old network and then you have your new network is like your college and then post-college and like you continue to expand those things. Mm -hmm. And you know, you just kind of build this diverse group of people where you can go to with different problems or different opportunities and kind of, you know, just learn new things. Definitely, man. Definitely. Well, we got to ask, you know, we always ask uh, at the end of one question before, you know, end of every show. All right. (laughs) At one point in your career or life, you know, we always go through these low points. Uh, How did you get out of your lowest point? And did you have help or did you just kind of get out of it yourself? Yeah, um, that's a tough question. You know what? I think it's a little of both, right? I think internally, you got to look at that low point and say, like, one, how did I get here? Is this is this something that I caused myself? Is this something that I'm doing externally? What, is, what does that look like, right? So I think once you diagnose the issue of, like, why you're there, then you can either say, hey, look, I need to change X, Y, and Z, or you say, I need to go get help and do those things. I think for me, it was it was more of, hey, like, I think I'm doing a great thing here, or I'm, I got injured, like, I'm really depressed about being injured again, and not being able to play, you know, what are the things that I can control to make me happy? Right. Like some of these things you can't control. You can only control what you can, what you can control. And I think once I understood that piece of it, it like set my mind on, on a different path. Um, You know, my sophomore year of college, I had a Liz Frank injury Mm -hmm. and I missed 18 games. So, you know, for me and I, and I'd gotten hurt the summer before my freshman. So like I had like a run of injuries where I was kind of like, is this just me? Like who I am? But then I realized I got flat feet and I can't control that. (laughs) Now, like that's not, I can't do anything about that. Like, what can I do to help correct this? So this doesn't happen again. And so then you, you know, you go out and get help for that. But I think internally your mental state is you got to be able to say, all right, how can I get out of this first? And then, you know, do I need to do this internally or go get help? That makes sense, man. Like I said, I think, uh, you know, you can either assess the problem for yourself or just like I said, like you said, you know, get some help for yourself. So, yeah. Well, all right, Mike, man, like I said, he's people, he's one of the California legends, you know, I always, you know, consider him one of those because he was one of the top players at a top position at the top time. You know, I don't think California will ever be as deep as the 97 class was. Um, I don't know, 97 might have been the deepest class I've ever seen, you know, like as far as like high school kids, you know, across. Yeah, agreed. 
Yeah, you know, so, totally agree. You know, with you know, Elm Brand running our tags, Tracy McGrady, you know, Lamar, Lamar Odom, you know, you know, it, it, the list can go on. Khalid Alamine, you know, Khalid Alamine, and man, I was like, '97 was stupid. <laughs> you know, Shane Battier. I mean, like, you know, right? <laughs> I was like, '97 was stupid. <laughs> Anyway, but uh, like I said, I want to thank you, Mike, for coming on my show. I appreciate it. Um, you know, people don't realize I've been trying to get Mike on here for like a year. Mike was like, ah, <laughs> oh, man, you know, I don't know. And then, you know, I've had to pull rank, get his dad on first. <laughs> you know, so his dad's like, you know, come on, Travis, your show. <laughs> but Whatever they say, tell me to do, man. No, no, like I said, I appreciate it. Um I know Mike's a private guy, so I won't ask him to, unless he wants to shout out his social media, things like that. But if he doesn't want to, I won't, you know, I'll back up. But you can if you want to. I think I'm private on everything. Right? Yeah, yeah, so there you go. Like I said, he's, he's low-key, people. He's really low-key. But uh, as far as myself, uh, you can check me out, you know, on this show, obviously, an Athlete's Journey. And if you listen to this far, thank you. Please uh, like, share, subscribe on the Believe Network. Um, we're also, you know, in the process uh, of putting the show on YouTube. So, you know, we're going to have highlights and little clips of, you know, like example, me and Mike talking of, as well as putting on the whole show on YouTube, you know. So, you know, we're expanding. We're doing some things that's coming up pretty soon. Uh, you can follow me at, at Travis W. Reed, R-E-E-D, uh, on Instagram and Travis W. Reed on Facebook. Like I said, I post all my social media and what I'm doing on those two uh, social sites. Um, and like I said, like we'll catch you next week, um, depending on when the show comes out. But I want to say thank you for listening. We appreciate it, and we out. Peace. Football might be over, but basketball is in full swing, both college and pro. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props, to find out when the next head coach is going to be fired, BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sporting needs. Head on over to the website, use your mobile devices, and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV to get started. And it's not just about basketball. BetOnline is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC eyes right to the Olympic coverage that just finished. It is the best in the business. From sports right down to your own favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is number one in waging destination. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline when a game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.